0: Indiana Runner podcast, season two, episode 25. The last one of the state meet previews were joined by the boss, Derek Leininger, to talk his thoughts about the Fort Wayne teams and the state of Indiana in general. We'll see you on the other side after the state meet. Cue the Derek Leininger theme music. just heard the Derek Leininger theme music. We are joined by the man himself, the boss of Indiana Runner. Uh, Derek's going to give his state meet preview, prompted by me on, on some things, but we'll see. You've been paying attention all year, and you're going to broadcast it on uh, Saturday, right? That's right, yeah. Drake Sterling and I will be on the official uh, IHSA TV broadcast Saturday. Do you Have you ever watched anything on that IHSA TV app? I No, I've not. Do you have a, Do you have a Roku or anything? Probably not. Yeah, yeah, we do. We have. Oh, everyone. you do. See, so, so you can like you know if Gwen wants to watch it or whatever, you can actually get that app on your Roku like the way you would get Netflix or whatever, and you can just buy. I, can, my wife, we're <laughs> we're already starting this off super friendly. So my wife bought it when I called the uh, state track meet. And my wife and my kids sat and watched it on our, you can just watch it on your TV. It's really cool.
1: Yeah. Or you go to ihsatv.org, like the
0: rest of us old people. Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess that's the, that's the generational gap between us, right? Well, it's how, so I'm 37. How old are you, Colin? 34.
1: Okay, so you're just a baby. So someday you'll figure it out and realize what us old people I-
0: are I, I had one of those moments. We're off the rails already. No, no problem. <laughs> this, this is what you're tuning in for is two friends reminiscing at the I want to say at the end of the pandemic, but I also don't want to jinx it. So um I I was looking up a student's like information today, whatever, and I just saw the student's birth date, and I was <laughs> like, oh, oh my gosh, I am more than 20 years older than this student. Yeah. Oh, you were born in 06 that's cool cool kid and i was like you like you know because when you start we both started teaching high school like you're 22 23 and the kids are 17 or 18 there's there's very little difference there and now so, i'm 20 years older than my freshman students so i'm i'm a high school minister now but previous to this
1: two years ago i was in a, a one grades one through eight building and some of those kids, like, legitimately were born in, like, 2011, 2012. It just blows your mind. Like, what? How
0: are you a, a person? You were only born in 2012. I think about this when I see certain sports things. Like, they'll have these college football coaches. You're a big college football guy. And, you know, these guys get extensions or whatever, and they, they got to have at least a five-year contract. But some of them have, like, 10-year contracts. or And then you see that, you know, Nick Saban's been extended, and then the year is, like, 2029 20, we we're like well, that's not even a real year
1: no you got it backwards 2920 that's his extension year. <laughs> 900 year
0: contract uh all right well maybe if we got a miscellaneous minute i'll talk about college football contracts um I, and i'd like to say i'm probably an
1: average sized college football fan as well so i don't i don't appreciate that comment
0: actually yeah based on your bmi you're probably on the lower end I've, I've seen some of these sec games on television big they're big okay All right, and you, let's talk about cross country yeah you're the you're the uh fort wayne thank you for getting to this part after your 30 second skip ahead session uh you're the fort wayne area guy grew up in columbia city you live in fort wayne now and uh you're the you're the new haven semi-state the fort wayne semi-state so why don't you give us a – I know we talked about it a little bit after the semi-states in general, um, and then you came on for the preview, but you've got a couple more days to digest the information, think about it. you want to give us a quick breakdown on what you see from those Fort Wayne area teams yeah. uh, this well,
1: weekend? So the one of the big things I think – here's going to be kind of a, a statement that some people are not going to like. I don't think anybody from Fort Wayne area lands on the podium team-wise this weekend, boys or girls. And it's been a long time since that has happened. I mean, even just in the past five or six years, Carroll boys have won a state title. Concordia boys have won a state title. Carroll girls have won two. They've been first or second almost every year for six years, I think, six, seven years. I don't think anybody is going to be on the podium. I think Carroll girls are probably the closest shot, but I'm still going to say they're not going to make it. So kind of a breakdown of the three boys teams coming out of the Fort Wayne area. We're calling Goshen and Northridge, Fort Wayne area. I hope they don't mind. Um, I think Goshen and Northridge very similar to the two boys teams. Goshen probably better at the three spot. Northridge a little better at four five. They both have two really good front runners: um, Hogan and Johnston for for Goshen, and uh, Jack Moore and Miller Jackson Miller from Northridge. Um, Northridge had a little better race at semi state. They've raced each other several times. They're you know very close geographically. I think both of those teams could be top ten type of teams. Um, I don't think either one is probably strong enough at four or five to make the podium, particularly as deep as this as this year's team boys teams are. Uh, Carroll boys, I think they're probably going to be somewhere in that fifteen to twenty range. Yeah, if they're top fifteen, I think that's going to be a pretty good day for them. Uh, they're they're pretty uh, they're pretty good, but they don't have they don't have the front runners that Goshen Northridge have, and that's going to be kind of what separates them. Flipping to the girls' side, I think Carol girls could be on the podium. Um, So,
0: per INCC stats, Carol girls' 23.8% chance to make the podium. They do have a runner that's presumably out for the year. She hasn't raced since the Huntington invite, Um, but I believe that's with her excluded, taken out. So, yeah, yeah, 23.8%. That sounds like what you're saying too. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, it
1: would like if they got fifth. I would not like be pulling my hair in surprise. I don't like to do that anyways, just as a general rule. Um, but I I would I would I would not predict it. I would say Carol girls are probably gonna be like eighth, seventh or eighth, somewhere in that range. Now, if you can be eighth, you know, on a really good day, stuff happens at the state meet, you could be fifth, like statistically.
0: Especially but this I, year on the girls' side.
1: Yes, because there's there's some uncertainty up there, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, but um I I would say they're probably top 10 for sure. Um, they're a little different this year. Last year, they obviously had Zoe Duffus, who was a state runner-up, scored one team point for them, so they could really rely on that. This year, it's a little bit more front-runner by committee, and it's not always the same runner, um, although uh, Taylor Hanson had a really nice race at semi-state leading them. But they, I'm, I'm not sure they'll get anybody on the podium. And as, as good as some of the girls' teams are this year, I am um, I think they're going to struggle to match up to be on the top five. Homestead has does have, does have an elite front runner. Um, Addison Canablo, she's probably going to be a top 10 runner this weekend. Um, Carroll's a little better than them at four or five. They actually tied at semi-state. So, so most of you are probably aware they tied at 95 points. Carroll won on a tiebreaker. I think both those teams in terms of state meet are very similar, probably both in that top 10, but probably both is going to be a stretch to be in the top five. Homestead eight
0: point seven percent chance to make the podium.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I I'm a little a little lower statistically than Carol would be in that in that regard. Uh, East Noble girls have been a really fun team to watch this this year. Although their front runner Addison Lindsay um, had a little bit of an ankle injury at the regional, uh, she ran the semi state, but not not really to her typical standard. Um, I think mean, she's kind of questionable for Saturday. If she runs, she'll be able to help her team, but probably she won't place as high as. She, she would have, obviously, pre, pre-injury, but they're probably going to be a team in that around that 15, 10, 15, somewhere in there, and then Northridge, I would say, is about the same in terms of where I think they're landing. Um, they got a couple of good front runners in and Bayless, um, so I'm going to predict that we have some top 10 teams out of Fort Wayne, but I don't think we're going to have anybody on the podium. I hope I'm wrong because I'm a Fort Wayne homer, but statistically, I don't see it happening.
0: Goshen boys, just to go back to that, you said an unlikely podium team, one point two percent chance on INCC stats, so, yeah, so hi, highly unlikely, in, more more I like think, top ten.
1: Yes, and I think in a in a, in a normal year, um, they could be a podium type of team with as good as with as good as their top two or three guys can be, but this year is just like it's it's really kind of stupid how good the top five, six boys teams are,
0: you're telling Um, me,
1: I am telling you, I think you've probably noticed this, Colin. I don't know if you're, if you've been following the top six boys teams in Indiana, you probably have considering your job, but it is re it's going to be really hard just to secure a spot on the podium. And I think any of those top five teams could win on a really good day. There's not a huge gap. I know you like INCC stats. Um, they just came out with their, their uh, state need projections. And the best team, I think, the best team, the average finish was 3.0. So saying nobody is a clear favorite because there's like 3.0 to 4.8. There are six teams that when they do all these simulations, their average is third or fourth place. Like there's nobody standing out. Uh, so it's going to be a really good boys team race on Saturday.
0: Any So outside of the contenders, which we'll talk about, and outside of the Fort Wayne area teams, what team interests you on Saturday?
1: Just okay, miscellaneous. So for, for boys, okay? Valparaiso boys. Oh, you're and copying you, off
0: of Scott.
1: I didn't listen to it. Sorry, Scott. Um, but with with Dillabaugh as a front runner, he's only a junior. Their three, four, five guys are all freshmen. And they won the semi-state. Now it's not it's not a typical New Prairie semi-state. There's there's the boys teams weren't as strong this year as they typically are, but you're a semi-state champion with a junior, a senior, and three freshmen in your top five. They're they're not going to be a legit threat for a podium this weekend. But if they can be like if they can have a really good race and finish 12th or 13th somewhere in that range. You got to start thinking. Wow, that's going to be a really good team because boys typically freshman and sophomore years see pretty, pretty sizable gains, particularly in the programs where, um, you know, where they're really well coached, which they are up in Valparaiso. So I'm watching them not because of this year, but because I like to keep an eye on what's coming up. Um, Valparaiso boys kind of may, they might be able to launch this weekend, kind of their podium run towards 2022.
0: What about on the girls side? Non-contenders, non-Fort Wayne teams. All right, Northview High School. And I have, I have a, a reason why I say this.
1: They are coached by Dr. Timothy Rail, who's a good friend of mine. Um, one, of my, one of my two really strong mentors when I was a young coach. Um, he, I, was, I was actually his assistant coach for one year when I was in college um, before he moved to Southern Indiana. And so I just obviously really want to – I like to follow his teams. They were third in the semi-state. They only have one senior. They were 14th last year, which was his first year ever coaching – or ever coaching them, um, which was their highest finish in school history. They are better this year than they were last year. So I'm curious, can they be top 10 this weekend? And then I know how good of a coach he he is. And if they're only graduating one girl, which is like about their number three runner, then you got to think, OK, Northview girls maybe is a podium team for 2022. So boys and girls, the teams I'm watching are some of those up and coming programs that have some really good young talent. They're really well coached. And I'm not curious. I don't think they're going to have a podium shot this year. But fast forward 12 months, I think they're going to be right in that mix.
0: Kind of using Saturday as a runway for future yeah. success. Yeah, for sure. Okay, what about a bold prediction on the boys' side? Okay, I've got two of them, all right? I just asked for one. This is, this is what Dr. Leininger gives you. I, Above and beyond. I give you twice as much as you
1: minimally request. Um, first prediction, okay, and this is kind of a two-parter.
0: You have two boys' predictions.
1: Two boys' predictions. Okay. The first one is that the top three boys' individuals – And the top three boys' teams will come from three different semi-states. Brown County, New Haven, Shelbyville will each be represented with one boy in the top three and one team in the top three. Okay. So on the boys' side, we're talking about Sturry, Matison, Kilbarger, Stumpf. Those are my three. Okay. On the team side, then, it's HSE, Columbus North, and then a you pick special, Brebuff, Carmel, or Center Grove.
0: Do I get to pick, pick?
1: If you pick, it's going to be Carmel. I understand that. <laughs> so it's a you, you in the general sense, like you guys, sort of you. Oh, okay. Okay. That's my first bold prediction. My second bold prediction.
0: That's not super bold. Um, that's how bold I get. Okay. That's, it that's, it. that's a, yeah, that's, that's we're in the area of hot takes. That's, that's lukewarm.
1: It's, it, but the water is getting warmer. You got to look at the trajectory, okay? Okay, okay. All right. Second is that there will be a team that puts three boys in the top 25 on Saturday, and they will win. And I'm not telling you which team that is. That would, be too, that would be too bold. Can I that pick? <laughs> Although I'll tell you here's what's interesting is cuz we can do this you look at the state preview what I just said is that if, if a team puts three in the top 25 they win in our state meet preview on Indiana Road that was posted on Monday HSC is the only boys team that had three boys listed in the top 25 so if you want to but they were not your, if you want to draw your conspiracy theories which the internet seems to have an ab- abundance of these days HSC
0: maybe they could they could they could very well win the boys race well we're we're gonna get we're gonna get to your picks later Derek uh what about one bold prediction for the girls
1: I don't know if this is such I don't know again maybe I'm not maybe I'm just not bold enough okay maybe that's my
0: maybe that's the problem well we, we did ask we did ask Stephen A. Smith to come on but he was unavailable Steve, Stephen A. Smith would not know what he's talking about, but he would be very
1: bold. Okay, do you? Which, which I in that like I just explained like what he does for a job actually. So, <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry, Stephen A. If you're listening, to all right. Oh, he so, is, he is. I'll show you the
0: demographic <laughs> studies after this from Spotify.
1: All right, so here's my here's my girl's prediction. For the fourth time ever, there will be no freshman girls finishing in the top 20 this saturday 1998 2006 2012 those are the only three years in the 41 years of girls cross country that a freshman has failed to finish in the top 20 i'm predicting this saturday no freshman girls top 20 which will only be the fourth time that that has ever happened
0: We're looking potentially at a lot of rain, the 48 hours leading up to the race. How do you think that might affect the two races?
1: So individually, I don't think it, I don't think it changes much. Um, So when you, when you get really kind of nasty conditions, there's, there's different kinds of runners, which I'm not, this is not a surprise to most people, but if you're more of a track runner or more of a mid-distance type, which is like what you and I were, um, really sloppy cross-country conditions are problematic. Okay. Um, but, but all, all the top runners we're talking about are really good milers and two milers. Okay. There's not really like 800 specialists in the, in the group that we're talking about. So I don't, I don't think that's going to play much. Um, I don't think it's gonna affect the individual race all that much. I do think it will affect the team race because that's just there's more of a sample size for any kind of any kind of factor to to make a wrinkle in the final results. Um and the teams, the teams that um kind of I don't know how you describe it, kind of ex- have a a blue collar mentality as part of their mantra. Okay. Like, like with, with Rick Weinheimer at Columbus North for years, they would, they would be what I would call a blue collar mantra. Like they would say stuff like, when it's too cold for everyone else, it's perfect for us. Or I don't have to do this. I get to do this. I mean, very much workmanlike type of mentality. I think the programs who take that sort of approach throughout, throughout their entire season, throughout the offseason, everything, right? I think that shows up on Saturday. When I think about some of like the, the worst conditions we've ever seen at Terra Hope for a state cross-country meet, the 09 Mudfest comes to mind, and the 04 like Gale Force wins come to mind. Like the 2004 Boys team, which has kind of gotten some traction on the message board this week. Northridge boys, in my opinion, that year, they were the toughest, most blue-collar boys teams amongst those favorites. And so it was not a surprise to me that they ran really well that day relative to some of the other teams. Um, the worse the conditions, I think the more that matters. But I, I don't want to start calling people out and saying, this team is is soft, this team is finesse, because I don't know that. I'm just saying the teams that do rise to the top are more likely to have that as part of their team culture. How's right. that for a
0: non-answer answer? That, that's, that's why Stephen A. Smith makes $35 million a year, Derek. All right. So I'll just take half that. It'll be good. Well, whatever we make on the podcast, we got to split into fours. I'll take half of that. Half of the four. So take an 8th I'll take an eighth. Okay. Thanks. Uh, all right. Crunch time boys podium teams. What do you got? Okay, you go Whatever order you want. Scott went five to one. You want to go one to five? You can. It's your company. Uh-huh. Well, technically it's 25% of your company, but. It's only going to be like 15 seconds. I feel like it doesn't need to be
1: that dramatic. All right, so voice, voice predictions, okay? Columbus North with the win. Brabuff, second. HSE, three. Carmel, four. Center Grove, five. With the caveat being that you could flip that order, and I would still be like, yeah, that's good, too. Like, you could say Carmel's going to be second. I'd be like, well, they are They are every year, either first or second, for as long as my friend Colin has been the coach. Or you could say Burbuff is going to win. I'd be like, yep, they're they're pretty darn good. They're running really well. Or you could say Columbus North is going to repeat. I would say, yeah, that's, that might happen. You could say HSC, they looked awesome in semi-state. They're all seniors. I'd say, yeah, they, they'll probably win. Or you could say Center Grove is going gonna, is gonna to put it together and run a really good race. I'd say, yep. Or you could even say Fishers. I'm not sure Fishers can win, but I think Fishers could beat any of these teams on a good day. So I think Fishers could be on the podium as well. So there you go. But if I, if you're saying I got to call it, Colin, which I think you are because I have not been bold enough yet, Columbus North boys.
0: Girls podium.
1: This is, this is a little harder. There's not – like with the boys, there's kind of a gap, I think, between six and seven. Um, and with the boys, there's there's five or six teams that could win. On the girls team, there's only two teams that can win. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going Columbus North girls with the win. I'm, I'm going to say the bulldogs sweep it. Um, that's assuming Lily Baker runs and runs well. If Lily Baker doesn't run or if Lily Baker runs, but she's 40th, then I think Carmel girls will be victorious. So one, two, Columbus North Carmel. Noblesville three They're They just have, they're so they're so cons- there's so many girls that can be in the top sixty. It's hard to see them not finishing on the podium. Um, and then I'm gonna say Chesterton four. They looked really good at semi state. They've been really tough all year. That's a really interesting team because they were semi state champs last year. You thought, oh hey, they're gonna make a run at the top ten. Had a rough day at state. The state meet last year finished twentieth. I think they're uh, I think they've got that corrected, and I think they're gonna be on the podium. And then Floyd Central fifth.
0: Okay, so run through them again, starting with Columbus
1: North. Columbus North one, Carmel two, Noblesville three, Chesterton four, Floyd Central five. Those are your stone-cold locks of the
0: century. (laughs) There we go. There's the boldness that we're looking for. (laughs) But I could be wrong. (laughs) Okay, thank you. You got to couch it at some point. Oh, it's It's state meet week. Surprising things could happen. Surprising things will happen. Probably. We don't know them yet, though. Most of them. All right, man. So you'll be doing the broadcast. Yeah. So we will. You and Drake. Yep. So we'll go on like 45 minutes before each race
1: time. And obviously you guys are familiar that they're separated out uh, 12 o'clock to three o'clock. So 1115 will go on live with the pregame. For the boys race and then boys race kicks off right at noon we'll have the live call for you we'll stay on the broadcast the interview the uh, individual state champion and then have the um, awards podium will be broadcast as well through that live feed we'll take a short break as the boys teams leave and girls teams arrive and then at 2 15 we'll uh, jump back on with the 45 minute pregame for the girls race girls race at three and then same format after that so 14.95 to hear my voice
0: for like five hours on Saturday. Not a bad price, although you're getting it—you're getting it free. Two ninety-nine per hour. So. Although if you're listening to this podcast, it, it's in the future. It is. <laughs> that's how recordings work. Okay, yeah, we're not doing it live, so that's a good point. All right, man. Hey, surprising moment. Sincere, heartfelt message. You talked about Tim Rail as your mentor. You, you are one of my mentors, Derek, even though we're about the same age. You, you are like my big brother. You, you let me go with you to meet those coaches when, when you were coaching and I was younger. You got me my assistant coaching job at Columbus North. You are intertwined with what we do at Carmel. I don't know if you want me to admit that on the podcast, but so I, I appreciate you. it. And I'm excited, I'm excited to see you on Saturday. I hope it goes well for the Hounds because I want to go back and listen to it. Oh, Yeah. And then uh,
1: then I could be like, I told you all my predictions. I told you you could flip them and Carmel would would be winning.
0: (laughs) I I told you this was one of the six outcomes. (laughs) I told you this would happen. Read between the lines, everybody. (laughs) Oh, all right. Another good season. Derek Leininger, you either love him, you hate him, or you think he's okay. Hey, good luck on Saturday, Colin. Go Hounds. You heard it here first. Rhythm is life and life is rhythm. If you don't like, I know you don't want to step to this.